Welcome back, David. From oh, from where I went, I went to into Wonderland. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're very kind. How did your walk go? Yes, uh, it went well. Um, I think we raised a thousand bucks, a little over a thousand bucks. Just your team? Yeah. Wow. And the whole thing in London raised a quarter million. For brain, brain cancer. cancer. Well, against it, really. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so said, how long this, How long was the walk? Five kilometers. Oh, so, so it, went, it goes through what? Spring Bay Park. Oh, yeah. No. Spring Bay Park. Yeah, yeah, Spring Bay Park. Is that downtown? No, that's one on Wonderland. Oh, okay. You know where Wonderland Garden? Eh, you wouldn't know. It used, Gardens. yeah, they used to have like uh, cutouts hall. of. Uh, oh, so that's still there. Storybook Gardens. Yeah, we yeah. walked by it. Okay. Worst attraction in the history of the world is Storybook Gardens in London. <laughs> uh, Stephanie was saying, you know, you pay like fifteen bucks a kid to get in as just a shitty playground. You know. Yeah. It's not even a good playground. No. But uh, my sister liked it actually. She was little. And, uh, so it was in London, Ontario. Yeah, yeah, it was in London, and uh, you know, in honor of that and all, because it was the fifth year. So they they've been doing it. My family and other people, like such as Dennis. Hello, Dennis. I'm sure he's listening. Dennis. Listens Aww, hi, Dennis. I'm sure Dennis listens. Uh, and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you meet her? We both met her last oh, year. Oh, I know. Sushi? Yeah. But was she there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and they've been all doing it for. Well, the last four years, right? In fact, they did it. The first time they did it was actually Dad was still alive. Mm. Right? Yeah, he was in the wheelchair. In the wheelchair. I think. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. the one where that's the Dennis says there's a picture of Dennis and Dad. Dad's yeah. got the hat too, kind. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it was good. Uh, things went well. It was uh, the best part was at the beginning when they were having this sort of. I think they're trying to pump everybody up, you know. So they got mm -hmm. music. And there's a little stage there. Because it used to be Wonderland Gardens. It, was, it burned down. It's where Johnny Cash... Uh, oh, met his wife. Yeah, well, proposed to her. Yeah. Uh, and Guy Lombardo played there every... Like, it was, it's actually a very famous uh, venue in Canada. And it burned down about 10, 15 years ago. So all that's left is the stage and a bit of the outline. And they've sort of redone it. So the stage is still there. It's outside. So they had people up there talking. And one guy who was talking, I was sort of imitating him. Because he wasn't talking very well into the microphone. Yeah. So all you did was talk about a brain tumor, foundation, cancer, volunteers. And Stephanie was laughing and trying to tell me to stop it because he can't hear you. No, he can't. And then uh, they started playing music, like trying to pump everybody up. And I said, to him, I said, Andrew, I'll give you a quarter if you go up there. He said, a quarter? No problem. So he walks up, he sits up on the stage and starts dancing. And the thing is, the thing is, he partway through he realized, at least he thinks, that actually everyone else up there was a brain tumor survivor except for him. <laughs> so he felt pretty stupid. But I don't think they were. See, usually people wearing purple shirts—that's like the signal, sig signal that they're survivors from it. Oh yeah. But this, there was a whole team of people with purple shirts too, and we, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the team of people with purple shirts. But the best part was Andrew just goes up and starts <laughs> dancing like an idiot. It was a wonderful moment. <laughs> Oh, dear Andrew, I love him. So that was fun. 
it's good times. Um, so yeah, it, it went well. I, I was happy uh, uh, with it. Um, you know, so uh, generally, I, th- I think it was was. I uh, came back with new shoes. I, yeah, I bought a pair of shoes. Just high top Converse. It wasn't that exciting. Though I will say they were too small, so I had to go back the next day when I was getting driven before I got driven to um, to Toronto by my sister and my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. I get on the uh, what's his name? I get on the uh, in the back in the store, and uh, I see the guy that I have to exchange. This is no problem. I just need some information. I got to make sure. So I told my phone number. It's his last name. I said Brad Becky. It's first name. I said Dave, and he said, oh, "Yeah, I thought you were going to say Dan." Like, jokingly? Because yeah. my brother is famous enough that people think... <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I said, actually, that's my little brother. Really? So, it turns out the guy was in a band and, and recorded them like 15 years ago. Aww. <laughs> that was kind of funny. And, uh, no, generally it was fun. I mean, you know, you see family, that's good. Uh, hung out with uh, my sister, my brother-in-law, their family. Hung out with, with mom. So that, was, that stuff was good. You know, I, I like that. I don't like the... Oh, and on the way down, they, they changed us from having a Dash 8. Excuse me. We flew in a Canada regional jet, so the flight took 45 minutes. <laughs> we were in a jet. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've never seen that happen. From London to Toronto? No, I didn't fly from London. I flew to Toronto. Uh, from Sault Ste. Marie to Toronto. Oh. We flew in a jet. Hmm. And it was, like, fast. Like, really fast. It's the same. Remember the jet they used to fly from Deer Lake to Toronto? Yeah. The little one, like it's a little jet that seats just like 50 people. Yeah. Just like that, same kind. Cool. It was, it was wonderful. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, it was great. So anyway, that was my weekend, and then I got back, and you know, back to work today, and doing shit. But... Yeah. And uh, what did you do when I was gone? Uh, well, we had renovations, so I helped Jody doing things in the house and buying things with him, and and I cleaned the house really, really well, Mm -hmm. because I had, I organized kind of a multicultural supper, and I had students in here, and it was, it was great. I really loved having everybody over. Right. I really have to do this more often. It's it's a lot of work. I was like dizzy from being so tired. <laughs> like I felt that I'd smoked a joint almost. You know, <laughs> like because uh, I didn't stop up and down the stairs and. Cooking and cleaning, just and like Jody was creating dust and you know well, sure, making yeah. a mess, and uh, I managed to clear everything. Yeah, just in time, you know. Right. It was like I was doing a restaurant makeover <laughs> in the house. <laughs> Why don't you just worry about your budget? But. Um, it was. It's a good feeling to to have these kinds of things in the house. It's it's good. And Jonathan Carnaroli was there to take care of Jonathan, and mm-hmm. it worked really well that way. Right. 
Yeah. Good. Yeah. So it was a good time. And I made some paintings just for the occasion right there. Yeah, because not a video show. We should take pictures that we'll use that as the uh, picture in the, in the in the blog. Mm-hmm. Okay, so keep talking. I'll, I'll take a picture with my phone. I invited Celia. Now, former, former this is interesting president. because... Now the... Uh, just Isabel's colleague at the French department. Yeah, which is really strange because when we were first at Algoma University after David got his PhD, his first job was at Algoma. My first tour of duty. And he did two years, and then his contract wasn't renewed, and he was years. really, really upset. Yes, and he we was. Were, we were all upset, and we moved to Newfoundland. We spent six years there, He's and still then a little finally, um, <laughs> he got called back. He got brought back. Yes, yes I did. And um, we we came back, and I ended up working. I, I'm working now with the president that was there at the time when David was having such a bad time. She was and only the president for a very brief period, though she was the dean. I mean, she was still in senior administration. She's 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 very supportive, and it was mm-hmm. uh, it was cool to have her over and uh, to share uh, this event with her because Good. I'm trying to set up uh, some conversational labs, like just like workshops yeah. at the university uh, in Japanese, Arabic, Italian, and French. And I'm trying to work with um, an, the Italian professor. Um, she's kind of sick right now, so I'm putting, I'm doing pretty much most of the work right now because it's my idea, basically. Yeah, that's right. You run your own so, idea. That's what you do. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to make it work. So... I invited uh, these people to talk about it, and it seemed like they were interested in it. They're non-credit, so it's no pressure, and it's uh, about like learning the basic of uh, like Arabic. Oh my God! And you know, like <laughs> I went, I went yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Today's Tuesday, so yesterday was Monday. I went yesterday to um, the Adult Learning Center, and I met the coordinator there, and mm-hmm. we were talking because I just wanted to know about her. She's She's been doing an awesome job with um, some of our Saudi students. Their wives are going there to learn English. Right. And they're doing well. Like, I've noticed that they can converse more and more, these women. So okay. the program's really working for them. Well, that's good. So I met Janet there, and uh, she asked me, I was talking about Arabic, and she asked me, they don't really have an alphabet, do they? I think a lot of people think they're like... they're like. Um, what the ter- hell no, I could it be? No, I, I was asked that in London. I forget who it was. But somebody said, but it's my sister, my mom, I don't know. Are they characters, like in Chinese, or are they? is it an alphabet? That's it's a va- an alphabet. I know it's an alphabet, but I know... That's a valid question someone could ask. You mean, like, characters, like... Like Chinese. Grams. Like Chinese. Like, sinograms? Uh, I don't what know are what they're they called. I pictograms? I don't know what they're called. Ideograms. <laughs> Ideograms, I believe, is the correct word. It's a valid like, question. Um, uh, characters, kind of like a logo that represents an idea... No, it's not that. No, I understand. It's an alphabet. I, it's I an know that. Alphabet. I, I, I am aware. And I told her, yeah, it's called the Aleph Beh. Yeah. You know. 
It was it was interesting. It's uh, you know like maybe I'm like too close sometimes to to the subject to to realize that you know some people well uh, <laughs> most people, anything. Well, no, it's not that. That's that's something a lot of people don't like. I mean, other foreign languages people know. Like you can tell that Greek or Russian have an alphabet. Yeah, but why, like, not think that they'd have an alphabet? Because Chinese doesn't have an alphabet. A lot of people speak Chinese. It's a perfectly valid question, I think. I mean, I know the answer. But I believe I asked you that at one point. Is that... Like, I didn't know they were, uh... Yeah, there are 29 recurring characters with Well, see, that's the thing. For me, it's hard to see the recurring characters. I can't see the The recurring characters. The accents are like, they're constant. And there are laws, uh, like rules. Sure. Well, of course. You know, with the punctuation, there's no capital letters. I said it. There you go. Small caps. That's new. That's new. Good new new, new thing to know. And it goes from right... Right to left. Right to left. Anyway, so that was that was what I was trying to do. So you had some fun. Uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, it was tiring, but uh, yeah, I got through it. I had I took Jonathan for McDonald's Sunday morning. Oh yeah, uh, breakfast at McDonald's yeah. is, a, is a is a thing you can do. It's it's, it's yeah. kind of neat. Yeah. 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 Like normally, I teach French Sunday mornings to Serene. Yeah. But uh, he went to Columbia University because he was accepted there. So, which is going to be cool for him. It'll be a new, new start in life. Sure, that's exciting. And uh, yeah, so I, I invited everybody, and and uh, Celia asked me she wanted to see my art, and. All oh, right. my projects are handed in for all my portfolios with uh, my my teacher right in the studio. It's waiting there to be graded. So I didn't have anything really to show. So I made these these two there. I, it was originally uh, like a sign that I made for. Faculty at Algoma. Oh, that you painted over the, that. Yeah, for the new room, the new faculty lounge. Yes. To which maybe fifteen people came. I was there. Yeah, but like people that were just like in front of it, like I'm not gonna say who. But some people just walked in uh, to. Uh, warm up their lunch and they didn't even stay or say hi to Rose or anything. I know. That's mean. I know. There's a lot of people that are real jerks in the world. And many of them we work with. And bought all kinds of things and put it on the table. Yeah. I didn't even bother to pick up one one little cupcake. Like what kind of person does that? That's so impolite. I agree. But anyway. we work with a lot of jerks. Well, <laughs> sorry. They're not jerks, but they're, uh, they're definitely I limited, I would say. Some of these people, you know, 
limited. Why? why? I think they're jerks. It's like they, they've put a label on you. Uh, like a big, huge L, loser. And that's it. No. They won't talk to you after well, that. I'll tell you and something. they won't, you don't even exist. Like, they'll be polite, but they won't engage with you. Well, a lot of them aren't polite. Today we had a power outage at the university. Yes. And they True locked down all the floors. So we all oh, yeah, they went have to. to the speakeasy. It's a, it's and a it safety thing. It was the strangest thing. thing because you could see admin. Faculty, students, all in the same space. And it was so neat because it felt like <laughs> we we're a family. It just brought us together for this one moment. Right. For five minutes, Algoma didn't feel like for five such minutes. a. <laughs> I, I swear to you. I believe you. Feel like I was already, I already went a, home. a life sucking place. For once, it was like we were all a family, all in the same room together. Well, I mean, it doesn't always feel life-sucking. That's a little strong, don't you think? Well, it seems like everybody seems to be feeling that. Well, I think I think that's true, and I think that's the fault of a small number of people who I could name, but I won't. Most of which are, you know, I don't know what the word, what's the word I'm looking for again. Oh, yeah, hacks and assholes. But, um, yeah, uh, there's people that are jerks, but there's people that are jerks everywhere. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to, like, I've only really worked a few places, right? We did an old episode of Broca's Area a long time ago, ago about crazy people we worked with. Do you remember that? Uh, the episode was entitled Working with the Insane. It's been a recurring theme to the It's a long time ago. That was back when we were dealing with that asshole guy that... Uh, anyway. Flood? Flood, yeah, John Flood. Oh, like, yeah. I'll say his name out loud now. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Because it's not like uh, he can sue me because he's killed himself. Um... Dear old Flood. Yeah, what a dear old guy who made oh fun of our God. autistic son. That was funny. He 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 actually scared the shit out of me. Oh, I yeah. thought No, he was scary. I thought he was going to come over and oh, kill he was, us. He was scary. That was a scary guy. That was yeah. a bad man. That was not a good guy. That was not a good guy. Um you know. Mm-hmm. I will say that Eddie was a coward because anybody that makes fun of a at the time 6-year-old autistic kid, not a lot of not a lot of uh, not a lot of awesome there nope <laughs> however he's gone now so let's not worry about him doesn't oh, work at the university anymore flood. doesn't work at the university anymore but anyway mm. let's not worry about that jerk nope. but there are um, others there now that I think are like him and I'm just going to leave that word okay, in so I'm going to tell you about a conversation I had when I was there okay um, I love Talking to William. William, William is a ge- geography guy professor. we work with. Yep, good guy. Um, and uh, Jillian, this uh, I think he's a sessional working in business. He's a young guy. Okay. He reminds me of Ken somehow, but if, like almost like a smaller version of Ken. There are uh, smaller versions hair. of Ken. <laughs> yes, but there is, and that's Jillian, <laughs> and. Um, he said that he has this application that you can use 
Okay. To oh through your turnitin.com. Yep. Yeah. Put your your uh, I mean your essays. Yeah. To check if if there's plagiarism. I understand. You know, and it will tell you the areas that uh, apparently mm-hmm. need to be uh, worked worked out because it's plagiarized. Yep. And he talked about this. And mm-hmm. William said, no, 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 no. We have to teach students from the start. You know, like, you don't... He said because it it assumes that yes. people will, will plagiarize. And it, it targets students. Yeah. That's what he was saying. I agree with that. Yeah? I, I, I don't think... I don't like those websites. Yeah? I'm opposed, actually, to them. Because um, yeah. I don't think we should assume our students are cheaters. That's my okay. first problem with it. Okay. Okay. My second problem is it's their intellectual property mm-hmm. and making them submit it to a website that then gets ownership of it because it then goes in their database. Oh. That bothers me. So, okay. no, I don't like it. And also, thirdly, I'm not so fucking lazy that I can't find plagiarism. You know what? I can find it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a loser. Mm-hmm. Uh, I catch plagiarists all the time. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is look at something and go, the writing style just changed. <laughs> it's usually a pretty good indication. Mm. And you Google a couple of sentences. No, 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 no. I don't. I, I don't like it. I, I, I think it's a little draconian. I think it's a little Big Brother. I'm all for stopping cheating, but I'm not for stopping cheating. Saying you're all criminals. But what about um, in um, in your word processing? You've got like a spell check and a grammar check. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit like that, like um, plagiarism check, you know. I don't think so. No. I, I mean, I, 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 I think it's a little bit different. I, like I said, this assumes art students are cheating. I don't like that. Uh, yes, some are, but you catch them. And it's not that hard to catch him. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't, I don't like the assumption. Yeah, and uh, and uh, William said um, he doesn't like setting traps for his students to fail. He wants them to succeed. So, well, it's I don't think it's a trap. I don't think it's a trap. I, I, I think mm-hmm. I, I think he's wrong there. But I mean, I don't set traps either. I want mine to succeed too. But I think he's wrong when it comes down to the idea that. When, when he talks about the uh, uh, the idea of, 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 of you know, like I said, it's not a trap. It's, it's not, just don't cheat. But he's right when he says we should teach him how to write properly and we should teach him how to not plagiarize. Um, I think that's really important. But no, I, 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 I'm kind of opposed to it. And also, I don't think I should, the other thing is, I should just say that they're proposing that uh, the departments pay for it. No. You should come into my budget. Oh, so you've heard that already. Oh, yeah. I'm at a department chair. Who, who, who has been uh, talking about that? Business uh, people? Uh, yeah, people in business. Now, I don't know if they get a lot of plagiarism in business. I have no idea. Um, we get plagiarism. Everybody gets it. But it's always been around. You catch it. That's all. It's mm-hmm. not that hard to catch. Yeah. 
you got to know what you got to look for. Some people really don't know that they've plagiarized. And that is when they get docked marks and get told in no uncertain terms they're not supposed to do this. Yeah. Anymore. It's when yeah. people do it on purpose that I give it yeah. zeros. Or report it to the, mm-hmm. put it in the file, their file for the dean, you know. He was talking about a student who who'd been working at the writing lab and to like to improve his essay and he was doing like a report like a um, sort of uh, not a report but a review a review of some articles and um, the professor that marked his essay said. There's no way in hell that you wrote this. Yeah, I, I've, I've said that to people. So, you know, like, he was trying, from the point of view of the, of the student, he was trying to do what was asked of him, but he was helped too much no. to such an extent and that, that yeah. it sounded too good. Yeah. And I've had that. I, 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 the writing lab, I, I have two, two minds about the writing lab. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is not our writing lab. I mean, writing labs at universities. In that, I don't mind them getting in there and catching some stuff. It's when they do more than that. Yeah. It's when, like, they, don't, it's when they don't just say, fix up your spelling and your grammar. They say, oh, no, this, this paragraph should go so here. You want, you'd still want to hear the voice of the student. Well, yeah. The, but the student is uh, from another country, and his English is not perfect. And the language of instruction at our university is English. Yeah. What yeah. are you going to do? I, I know that because <laughs> I'm French, and I've had to go through that. Mm. So, you know, I accepted that uh, my English was French-sounding, and I tried fixing it. You know, I did everything that it took. For me to to improve, I worked and worked and worked and reworked my essays, oh, yeah. and and you know I spent. I remember spending like two, three weeks on one essay. You know, like I would start working on an essay way before. And I remember telling my professors, "Please take this thing away from me. I've been <laughs> editing it forever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure, and, yeah. You know, it's getting." crazy so you know work was my response but maybe some people I don't know they they can't they don't have the work I don't know no. I'm not going to say that the work ethic is that what you're going to say well they're trying. Well, see, with some people, they, it's they're just they're just helpless. I guess some people are clueless and helpless. They just don't. There is our episode title. Some clueless. people are clueless. <laughs> Why? Because it's a great title. I don't know if we're going to talk about that at all anymore. Just, I'm, I'm working on the blog post as we talk, so it makes the post easier to do later. So. That's a pretty good title, though. Some people are clueless and helpless. Um, no, I don't like some people. Just put clueless and helpless okay. because I don't like judging. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say people all the time, you know. Well, oh, okay. Well, then is it chairs? <laughs> it's like a blanket statement. Yeah, it's like a blanket true statement, though. Some people are clueless and, and helpless. Not all people. 
You didn't say everyone but me is clueless and helpful. <laughs> that I would argue. Oh, well, I haven't specified it, you know? Well, you don't have to name names. <laughs> anyway. That's it for that topic. I don't know. I Like I said, I, I just don't like the idea of assuming guilt. I don't. Oh, yeah. That, it mm-hmm. really kind of bugs me. It goes against my fundamental sort of idea of justice. That... But I can see why he would suggest it. Because oh, no, no, he's no. been teaching business courses to to many international students, and he's he's feeling the the pressure yep. from from this, and he's trying to to grasp at uh, you know they're trying to grasp at whatever that they can help that can help them, and you know. I'll tell you something. When it comes to plagiarism, though, I've never had an international student plagiarize. No. No, I've had cheat. But not plagiarized. Plagiarism happens with, with me. It happens with, with good old Canadian students. You know, uh, and I've had students from most of our international students in psychology are from Japan. Um, but we had students this term uh, from Brazil, and they were excellent, by the way, as a rule. Uh, and they they didn't plagiarize. You know, uh, we've had. So I mean, it could be the people he's running into, right? And then we now move over to the ukulele stylings of Isabel Michaud. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? So it was quite a weekend. Pretty wacky. They cut the, Boston, the they cut yeah. the bad guy. The Boston mm-hmm. thing. They cut the bad guy. So yeah, you get, they get. That whole thing was creepy, and I stopped watching CNN. I was all CNN out. I realized. They, yeah. they get you sucked in and uh, <laughs> yes that's true and, and you just you can't you can't get out of that bubble no I know and it's it's not a good bubble and you gotta turn it off after a while oh I agree like, you just do no no you're, you're totally because right. it, it starts affecting your your garden your inside mind you're just it uh it seems like it traps you. It's like a little bit like a Beckett play. Like I, um, <laughs> That's also a good title for the episode, but we'll, <laughs> we're sticking with Clueless and Alpha. He studied Endgame when, uh, when I was at uh, Algoma in uh, 97, 98, when I started there. Started in fine arts when you were there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it creates a box. It's called box theater, and okay. you feel the box when you're playing in a Beckett play, and it's hard to get out of that box mentally. Mm-hmm. You still feel it a few days after, even though you know, like okay. you're living, you're you're in your house, you go you go outside, whatever. But you, when you play, when you play a character in a Beckett play, you feel that box. Okay, I, I believe you. I've never done that, so I can't comment, really. Yeah, so it's the same thing with CNN. Okay. <laughs> it, it sucks you into that box. Well, the funny thing about CNN was, we, Andrew and I were listening to it. Like He picked me up at the airport on Friday in Toronto, and we drove to London, uh, which is about an hour and a half, a 45-minute drive. And 
we were in the in the car. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew this. You know, Sirius satellite radio. You can listen to CNN. I don't know if you, we can listen to CNN on our satellite radio in our car. I had no idea. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we're listening to CNN, and first of all, the two of us were laughing at how lame the experts were. <laughs> um, Mm-hmm. You know. Now neither, but neither Andrew or I are. Well, I like the FBI guy. He was good. Yes, in fact, he was the one good one. He was yeah. the one guy saying, "No, no, wait a second, I don't think so." Yeah, he kept saying, uh, "Yeah, my sources have told me that they haven't made an arrest." Oh, there was that earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is when they were going down and getting the second suspect and hiding in the boat. Yeah. And Anderson Cooper was good too. He kept trying to keep it on track. But some of these other experts weren't experts. They were saying stupid things. They were pronouncing things incorrectly. They were talking about their their knowledge of... Now, people that know me and people that have listened to the best episode ever know that I'm a bit of a... a, a I know a lot about how about military things. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's something I find interesting. It's a hobby of mine. Yeah? They had things wrong so many times. Yeah? Just the simple things. That, they aren't huge, but when someone says that they that they were... Shooting machine guns. They weren't using machine guns. They were using assault rifles. And I know that seems like a, not that important a distinction, but you should know what the difference is if you're if, if you're talking about an assault that's going on. They were talking about they were special for, special for special forces. No, that's the military. Those are not. And Anderson Cooper, for for all you know, people say about him, he had all the right terms. But all these other people, I, I don't know where they found them. They were just fucking morons. And Andrew and I are like laughing at them. Those are just some examples. Uh, it was funny. It was really funny. I'm just glad that they ended up getting the guy, and I'm glad it turns out that they were acting alone. They weren't with Al-Qaeda, uh, which is good, which is good. Then it turns out, what is it, yesterday morning? RCMP and CSIS and the FBI and Homeland Security working together found... Yeah, I didn't follow that. Two guys that lived in Canada. Mm-hmm. Landed immigrants, probably, but not Canadian citizens. They were in the country legally, though. We're planning a terrorist attack uh, as a train went across a bridge, the idea, going from New York to Toronto. They're going to blow the bridge up as the train went across. Um, They caught him, which is nice. Mounties always get their man. So, got that. It's kind of weird. You know, uh, now these guys were the diff- difference here is these guys were with Al Qaeda. These guys weren't like those two crazy brothers uh, from the states. These guys were with the AQ. It's a, it's a whole different, different deal, you know. Um, and I'm, I don't have any sympathy for those two brothers. Like I don't, but I think I have less sympathy for the. Guys, somehow I don't know why that's true. It's crazy because the two brothers killed people. Mm. And I'll tell you something. Anybody that mm. talks about that one 19-year-old says, "Oh, his brother talked him into it. He's mm-hmm. just a good kid." Mm. Yeah. Have you seen the picture where he's standing beside the little boy that was killed with the bomb? Yeah. No. He killed. I didn't see that. No, there's been pictures, surveillance camera pictures and stuff. I didn't he's see a murderer, that. and I have no sympathy for him at all. And they're going to kill him. He's going to get executed. You know what I'm going to say? <laughs> Good. Rot in hell. I got no sympathy for these bastards. People that are just going to kill people for no fucking reason? Pisses me off. Yeah. So it was a weird week. It was a weird week in the, in the, in the, 
you don't think of, you know, uh, it's been a while since anything like that went down is all, <laughs> you know, uh, excuse me. Ah! So it, it was just very strange and I'm just glad that it's, it's, they caught the guys that did the other thing and they, they stopped the one before it was going to happen, which just makes me really happy. You know, um, Anyway, I don't want to say too much about it, but just saying, there's religion again. Well, okay. <laughs> just saying. <clears throat> we've been talk. We've been talking about that, but I think religion is just an excuse. It's not what creates these. There, it's it's an ideology that that just ends up being an excuse for for people. Okay, I people's will, yeah. people's hatreds, people's um, and and an expert maybe he was bad talked about it exactly how I thought it was. Okay, um, the psychology of terrorism, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's. Pretty accurate from from my perspective, anyway. Right. That um, terrorists feel like, first of all, they feel like victims. That probably yeah. Uh, you know that uh, they they've been going through shit, and um, the loyalty that they feel mm-hmm. to each other. Outweighs, you know, anything else. And uh, after they they do their their acts, if they don't blow themselves up, yeah, they feel this uh, sense of superiority. Oh, I think And then that's they true. start making mistakes, and they just don't care anymore. Right. And I think it's it's pretty. I think it's it's good psychology. I think it it reflects. Uh, I think it's human. It's a human trait to to feel hatred, to feel victimization, and right. to feel that your gestures are uh, somewhat uh, like it's a sense of entitlement that you're you're um, you know somehow vindicated to do this or yes. you're you're. Uh, you're allowed to do it because you've been victimized so much. Yeah. And that gives you the right to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow it's not your fault. Yeah. It's everyone else's fault. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty human. These are Fair human enough. traits, and it's not religion that teaches that. That teaches that. That's like when uh, people have road rage. They feel that it's their right to, uh, because they've been wronged by somebody who cut them off somehow. Now it's their right to to act like crazy after them and go after them, you know? Like, yes. Uh, that thing you talk about, like everything you do right is due to yourself, but uh, everything you do wrong is, it's it's okay because other people... 
it's other people's fault, not yours. Mm-hmm. What is this again? You were talking about this? Uh, the fundamental attribution error. Yeah, what yeah. is that? The fundamental the, everything attribution is, error. The, the bad things are everybody else's fault, and good things are your fault. Yeah. Yeah, and we all do it. That, that's a, it's a fact of life. That's just... Yeah, so that's not religion that teaches you that. No. That's a human trait. But I could buy, if you said it wasn't religion, but it was ideology that causes problems. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. Well, the ide- ideology is found in universities, in, at CNN. Uh, it's found everywhere, in your school. Becoming a citizen, its that's all ideology. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think it all is, actually. I think... Like, Capitalism? I, I, think one, I think one can be ideology-less. No. I am. Uh, <laughs> I, just well. take, I, I just go with what works. I have certain core values about freedom and, and justice. But I... I don't think that the solution is always socialism. I don't think the solution is always capitalism. I don't think the solution is ever religion, because it's irrational. I'm just, I'm just rational. If you want to call being rational, <laughs> rational and if, emotional. If, if you want to call Pierre Trudeau was like that. If you, my, one of my heroes. If you want to call being rational an ideology, then fine. I'm an ideologue. No, but, it's not an ideology. Exactly. I think so. So I'm it's, talking about... It's your ab- ability to... Uh, rationality is weighing all the, the evidence that's around you and taking the kind of like the, the general... synthesizing the general... Uh, the general consensus that comes out of whatever you're thinking about mm-hmm. you know and and taking that as a pretty good base for 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 base for for making your argument you know that's it's like yeah, yeah it's it's a, it's science yeah, it's that's not taking a... it's taking observation and data and and trusting and your senses putting, and, yeah. and all that that's that's yeah, not an ideology no that's not an ideology that's true but i i don't think that you're free from ideology david i don't think anybody is oh i am <laughs> just okay. am i just am all right. I try to be at least. So I try to be free from uh, ideology. Why don't you use a Windows machine? Because I find it easier to use a Mac. Well, you've bought into the ideology of Apple. It's not an ideology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An ideology is a way to. An ideology is when something tells you how to think. Is when you don't have the 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 the, the uh, mental ability and the cognitive architecture to be able to say. I wonder what I should do here. I'll figure it out. What you do is say, I wonder what Karl Marx thinks I should do. I wonder what the Bible thinks I should do. I wonder what, what would Jesus do? You know? What about Bono? What about Bono? What about him? Well, his ideology. He has ideology. Fine. I, am I Bono? No, no, but you like Bono. I like Bono, yeah. He's also religious. I think that part of him is kind of silly. <laughs> 
he also doesn't push it on anybody, which I think is kind of cool. You like a lot of men. There aren't that many women in your life. Oh, I like that the you ladies. Follow. Oh, don't you worry. I like the ladies. <laughs> women I follow. Who do you mean? Oh, I don't know. I like lots I, I of women. I just think that it's 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 silly to say that you're free of ideology. I attempt. Let's say this. I attempt to be free of ideology because I think ideology is stupid and for weak-minded people. I think when you say I'm a Canadian nationalist or whatever, or I'm I'm a Republican, I think it's weak. I think it's weak. It's the reason that I've typically voted liberal in you Canada. Know what? Today because I, I say this works and this works. At the university, some students are having are buying really really expensive cars. Oh, that's they always all a good idea. show up with like. Chargers, <clears throat> yep. Like, yep. We're seeing like tons of chargers and like a big, huge jeeps and you know like luxury cars. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my the student that I hate this. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no. I I, I see what you're like, saying. I, I I'm with you. I agree. With, I don't like, like it either. He he said that he didn't like his his uh, cheapo car that he bought used. You know. And I said, no, and I said, well, look at all these guys with the, like, the new cars and they want to impress people. He said, well, I think when people buy new things, I'm happy for them. And I think that's really nice if they're rich and they want to have a big house and everything. And I said, I hate it. So that's got to be an ideology in there. What, you hating the rich? Yeah, you're a communist. No, but that's not like, no, that's not ideology. You just don't like people being ostentatious. That's gotta be like it's not, some no, that's kind not of ideology. Canadian, like us. what was that thing that we're talking about from Sweden? It's socialist talk from Sweden. Oh, go, carking back again to Broca's area. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but how like people want to be just right. Yeah, like having just right. Not too much right of something. Amount. Not too little of something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I I, I think that. I think that's an ideology. I don't think it's an ideology. See, an ideology is when you say, to, this, is, this is my personal definition, so. But it's when you say, like, I'm a socialist, I'm a capitalist, I'm a whatever. I think it's when you say, and I therefore will always look at things, I'm in a union, therefore I always agree with all unions. Uh, I'm, I'm uh a social conservative. So therefore, because I think that, even though I also believe in civil rights, I don't think gay people should get married. Because I'm a social conservative. Mm. Because I took a look and I asked my church what, the, what how I had to think. I'm you know. kind of liberal. That's a sociology. That's an ideology. Don't use, don't use bad words like, so, like, like <laughs> fucking sociology. Um, liberal how? What do you mean? Like you're left of center? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, a little bit. You mean small L, center. not big L in Canada liberal? You mean like a small L liberal, like? Yeah, I'm a small okay. liberal. Um, yeah, that's fine because you typically tend to fall on to doing things in that way. So am I, but it doesn't mean that I always think the left position is correct. No, no, I know, I know. Because then we get into uh, anti-globalization. Or, or it's kind of like, look, I I cheer for a hockey team. I really love the Montreal Canadiens. I love them. They're wonderful. They're horrible right now, but um, 
it's completely irrational and silly. I know at the heart of it, it's stupid. I also don't, I mean, I'm also not one of these sad fans that thinks everything you do is right. But I mean, it's like that. It's, it's irrational and silly to always cheer for that team. It is. It's silly. But it's fun. The difference is, it's not a life or death situation. It's not a situation that affects people's lives. Whereas, when we're deciding what to do with tax dollars, or we're deciding what to do with well, military forces... eat up a lot of money. And they make a lot of money. They make a lot, there's a lot of jobs, they also give a lot of people a lot of happiness. So, that's a whole other matter. But... To say that there's always a right answer on the left or always a right answer on the right is stupid. But there are people like that. There are there are people like that. People would say that always say everything George W. Bush does is was always wrong. Everything Stephen Harper does is always wrong. It, it, no, it just doesn't work that way. The world isn't that simple. Pierre Trudeau was always bad. You know, uh, 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 the PQ are always wrong. It doesn't work that way. Right? It, and we're always right. You know, whatever. It's, it's partisanship when it comes to important decisions that I don't like. It's ideology when it comes to important decisions. Look, I don't mind that people... I don't like people being rigid about things. But I don't mind if somebody's vegetarian. Fine. You want to eat meat? That means more meat for me. Great. That's, that's about you, the decision you're making. But when you're making it as something that is going to affect other people, think instead of tell, being told how to think. That's, that's, that's my ideology, perhaps. Ah. And so we have come full circle. Hmm. We have like a little statuette of Darwin that, that I've put on our mantle. Yes, I love it. Uh, it's like our, our Saint Mary statuette. Yeah. <laughs> And we have a lot of items from different countries. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know. Um... Pictures from our family. Yeah. And some art and wine and PhDs and bachelors. I just got a message from my mom. Found one sock, one t-shirt, one package. Fisherman friends cough drops. Oh, well, at least you didn't find your underwear like she used to find mine. Really? Yeah, so that's so embarrassing. No, I remember that. My bras or my underwear. Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> God. I didn't know I left a t-shirt there. One sock. You always have to leave one sock behind. You have a t-shirt I would have left there. Like Cinderella. Oh, I know. I bet it's the blue one. Oh, your famous blue dad t-shirt. My, my dad's old t-shirt. That's probably what it was. Yeah, I think I, I don't think I brought that home. Mm. The blue t-shirt... Of course, now, yes, this is compelling content. Me chatting on Facebook <laughs> with my mom. I know. Well, 
We probably should. Before we uh, pack it in, though, I just want to read a comment by Meg, because it was a really good comment on the last okay. episode. I'm finishing up my first year at Sioux College, and we have a t- we had to, t- had to take a global citizenship class. In fact, every program was required to take this class. Nice. Mm-hmm. We talked about what it means to be a citizen, so all the legal and political stuff, and all the unwritten social stuff that comes with being a citizen. As a final project, we were required to participate with a local or national organization or cause. We could simply share information, fundraise, or volunteer in some way. There was a three-week period where all the, uh, of the class groups had a table in the main hallway to present the rest of the school. I really liked the class. I wasn't expecting to have a class where we had discussions about citizenship and society. Also, my dad and the governor general have the same last name. No. Uh, I said, Meg, if only every school had a class like that. <laughs> I, don't think, uh, I don't think people think about these issues often enough. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So... Um, Indeed. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. You can follow Isabel on Twitter at Meme Petit <laughs> Yeah. And you can follow me on Twitter at D. Broadbeck, and, uh, you know, there you are. And we will we see you. finish with the... With what? Uh, the, what's it called? The giant? The gentle giant? The gentle thing? giant. If you had a, you mean the the the, the, the friendly giant? Friendly giant. The friendly giant. Why are you thinking like that? I don't know because the way that you're talking at the end of the show, he always talked about the little chair and all the people, and his hand was going through all the yeah. things. You know? <laughs> Once upon a time, not long ago and not far away, we were in the village on a nice peaceful day, birds sing, peaceful now, but later it will be a scary place, there'll be ghosts and there'll be goblins. There'll be ghosts and there'll be goblins. There you go. Classic. What a strange premise for a show, a friendly giant. I should talk about this in best episode ever. Kids shows. We do some. One of you, a bigger chair for two more. To there you go. Some that like to rock, a rocking chair in the middle. Look, a jack o' lantern on the mantel. I think Rusty put it there. I'll look up. Wait. Wait. Yep. <laughs> and I'll call Oh, the flame giant. Can I take it off? Yeah, take it off. It's a little hot in here. You don't like that. Goodbye. Dad dressed up Goodbye. Uh, like him for Halloween one year. And Mum was the uh, rusty in the bag. <laughs> I can play this in the recorder. He was actually a really good recorder player. Strangely enough.
love the end part where the cow jumps over the moon. <clears throat> I always love that. Non-Canadians have no idea what this is, by the way. I don't think it was... I don't think it caught on anywhere else but... Uh, but, this, but, but, but Canada. And the amazing thing was, this was a 15-minute TV show. There were 15-minute TV shows back then. That's awesome. It's cute. It was really nice, you know. Mm. Somebody on the YouTube comment says, I'm so glad I was a kid when TV could still be slow and relaxing. And it's yes. true. It's a nice little show. Didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. He told a story, they did a song, and that was it. And he was a friendly giant. But I'll never forget that, eh? Look up. Look way up. And I'll call Rusty. <laughs> All right. Until next time, don't forget to comment later on.